Welcome to Salt Force One, a podcast where we talk all things Navy, military, and other global happenings. I am your Commander-in-Chief, Frank. I'm Jimmy, uh, otherwise known as the Salty Millennial. And we are back. We have neglected you, we've ignored you, and we haven't really cared all that yeah. much. I blame, I actually blame you, Frank. Um, I've been begging to, to do the podcast, and you've, you've blown me off. Except for time. when you called in drunk. Yeah, that's that's right. That's That did happen we once. We were supposed to record uh, once, but he called in drunk. I, um, I texted. After, after committing... After committing. Well, I mean, in, in in my defense... I was I, surprised when you committed. And you were like, oh, that date's good. I was like, oh, I yeah. didn't think that would be good. Well, you know, we were going to do like 9 p.m. on a Thursday evening. Mm-hmm. and um, Called in drunk. <laughs> just like he does at work every yeah, day. Yeah. I mean, in my defense, I had been drinking a lot. Ah. Well, that, um, that does make a difference. Yeah, it would have been a good, a good podcast, but I uh, probably would not have made it home... Um, in one piece, or uh, wound up in the slammer, which is not good for a, uh, a naval officer. Naval officers do it all the time. They do, but they also don't remain naval officers for very long afterwards. Yeah. Um, you know, and I uh, also um, have to blame your grandmother a little bit. She turned 90, and uh, you had to go visit her. That's true. We partied like it was 1929. Yeah, so I also think it's her fault. Um, well, she'll fight you over it. She will. I've met her. And, um, and the women at uh, where she lives, they they get feisty. They get yeah. fe- especially when uh, anybody that has any aid for for walking, they'll they'll bump you. They don't. Oh, care. so the 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 walking aids can become a weapon. Yes. Yeah. Or more of a dual use. Yeah, it motivates you to move, <laughs> <laughs> regardless of your intention. You know, there's a there's a term for what we use in the in the navy called effectors. So <laughs> instead of weapons, they they are effectors. Why didn't they just say that when they uh, with the two crashes? No, no, we were just we were affecting we were the effect- ship. Yeah, yeah. It's well, you know, I mean, if it was on purpose, then that would have been a good <laughs> we, a good spin. But, they were trying to go port side. We wanted to go to the bottom of the water. <laughs> <laughs> Left down rudder. Yeah, there you go. All Speaking right. of which, I'm about to. I'm only seven days away from seeing a, a fine uh, submarine officer. I'm going to get him to say all sorts of horrible things about all you surface fellas. Uh oh, who's this? Uh, you know, Justin from oh, from high yeah. school. Yeah, met him in Norfolk. I remember. So uh, going, yeah, so he's a he's a submarine officer, a, a bubblehead. Yeah, um, I know nothing about his rank, where he's stationed, other than at the bottom of the ocean. I assume. I think he's a he's a about my year group. So uh, I mean, he got in around the same time. Yeah. but he's he's probably an 05, probably a commander at this point. Um, he's probably much like everybody in my year group that they have moved beyond me as as I squander a, a perfectly good career. So, <laughs> um, but best of luck to him. Uh, and uh, well, we'll be in know. Vegas, so we'll need <laughs> lots of luck. Oh, so he's not coming here? Okay, no, so. no, no. Uh, should, should we should we do a should we record a podcast while you're in Vegas and uh, <laughs> I can I can just uh, set up the uh, the system here and uh, you call in and then uh, just we'll... come to Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Screw the whole special ops I, or whatever. I, these I might end are. up in a different desert for that week. No. Oh, that's right. We're gonna high five crossing to different desert worlds. Yeah, maybe. that's right. Okay. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah, just a short trip though. Just just visits and stuff. Just to like go to casinos and topless pools and stuff. Yeah, they're all over the place. Yeah, it's they are. Secret. Apparently, there's like a bunch of topless pools in Vegas these days. Oh, you're you're talking about your trip? Well, I was talking about mine, but making it look like I was talking about yours. Yeah, uh, you're, you're making me sad. <laughs> so yeah, um, I mean, Bahrain's basically the same thing. Or... Um, you can you can definitely send pictures of um the people and the um scenery i don't think you're supposed to do that at these places as soon as you start taking pictures of people sunbathing topless suddenly you're not allowed to 
be there anymore. Is I would imagine that's how it is. So that's that's weird because it's so commonplace in the Navy. I mean, we take pictures of people all the time. And well, but not unless they're in the bathroom. Yeah, you have to make sure that they don't know you're doing it. Right. That's the thing. Otherwise, so it's secret, creepy. Secret. Yeah, right. So if you you're if you make it known that you're recording them, and that then is you're that a is pervert. Weird. Yeah. That's why um, you just hide a nice camera in the toilet. Yeah, you hide cameras in the, in the toilet. Um, you know, you record your um, your shipmates in the office so you can gain dirt on them. Uh, oh, does that occur? Oh, it, it happened. Yeah. Hey, read the blog, dude. Yeah. You got to read. So today, yeah, I just, just put out the new one. Uh, oh, was that in today's article? Yeah. I've been so, busy, man. Yeah. I haven't been able to do anything this week other than run around. Don't act like you have a life. I don't have a life. I'm too busy. <laughs> What do you this look? Look, this is Salt Force One. You are the commander in chief. It's true. I don't have to you do get anything. your priorities straight. Commander in chief. I like to watch Fox and Friends and have people do stuff for me. Oh yeah, that's uh, that seems to be uh, pretty commonplace these days. That's what I hear. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so off on a really topic. So he's gonna looks like he's uh, considering pardoning uh, some uh, potential war criminals. Uh, I don't know if you're following that, but... Uh, no. He, yeah, so there's all kinds of... Tri- there's a couple of trials. We talked about the Navy chief that, um, you know, had the re-enlistment ceremony over the well. dead body of the guy that he killed, maybe after he had already surrendered. Yeah. And, and then he was also... There was a whole bunch of other Trump shit there. That guy go. And there's been a couple of those, and uh, Trump has been signaling pretty hard that he was going to celebrate Memorial Day by issuing pardons for all these guys. Yeah, I can see And that. it's been... Uh, it, so there's been a lot of people that are on the military side going, you know... You might not want to do that. Just let the process play out. Um, you know, it's interesting. But the thing is, is that they haven't even had their day in court yet. So I don't yeah. understand. I don't know. I, I'm certainly not for it. I think you need to let the... It, it, dude, if a guy if a guy murders somebody, yeah. it, you know, he needs to be held accountable for it. There's, there's standards. There's, there's a, a code of conduct. Because I think and I think we talked about it. Or maybe it was on the, the pilot we didn't put out there. But, like, if it's one of those things where you're charging... You know, you charge in space and, you know, you just kill everybody. Um, that's, I got no problem with that. But if there is a guy who is, like, actively surrendered, like, on his knees to, and you, you're you not in a hurry and you're able able to take, uh, whatever, not hostages, but uh, captives, then, yeah, shooting them in the face seems a little murdery. Yeah, no, these are these are examples of, of no kidding murders, you know, yeah. war crimes that are... Uh, that are considered war crimes based on an international standard that we've all accepted. So these are extreme cases, and I, uh, the president is is is, you know, his view of the military is um, Trump's warriors. Yeah, he he wants a bunch of pipe swingers, right? Yeah. You know, he gets frustrated That's when we. That's what he wants for everything, <laughs> right? And so we go down to the border, and he gets mad because we can't shoot at people that throw rocks at us. Or he tells us to, and then all the generals have to go, whoa, 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 he didn't really mean it. That that, that wasn't actually an order from your commander-in-chief. Yeah. But then everybody's like, well, yeah, it kind of sounded like it was. Yeah, like an order. Uh, so, you know, you, you know, his view, and so he gets pretty, he gets pissed off when we're like, he's like, we, our military is holding back. Every other military in the world would, you know, would, would probably do this, but we, probably. Know, we, we don't. And I'm frustrated by it, you know. So and I can't say I disagree with that necessarily. I Look, I mean, look, that's, that's not what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That's... That's a view. It's one, but it's definitely his view. It's a, it's a, it's a stereotypical view of uh, how how a military would act, and he wants it to be that way. I think part of it is he wants to have have the military use his military to, to get him votes. Um, but he he wants his 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 military to act a certain way, and when they don't, 
because of restraint, because of a moral high ground, which I think he probably associates with the left, with Obama. You know this this term the mil- the moral high ground. Well, um, I, I think it depends. It depends which way you're going with it. Because it's one thing to it's one thing to say like, hey, it's a you know you're you're storming a place, kill everybody, just get it done, clear the place, and let's move on. Uh, but some of the restraint I think that's often talked about is how you know these guys on the ground where they're not they're not allowed to engage until they're clearly shot at, you know, so they can return fire. But if it's not clear they're being shot at, they have to just sit there waiting with their thumbs in their ass until they're shot at. Yeah. And so that's, I think, some of that restraint that is frustrating for a lot of us to hear. Um, yeah, so. but I don't think that's what's happening here. So No, no. So no, here's a close. So yeah. the, the pardons reported, reportedly under consideration involve a Navy SEAL officer, uh, Edward Gallagher, who's not an officer, by the way. He's a chief. So this is... Fake news. Yeah, but uh, okay. <laughs> is uh, soon soon to go on trial for allegedly killing multiple unarmed Iraqi civilians. Yeah. We so we've talked about Gallagher and and some of the things that he's uh, accused of doing, and if true, they are their war crimes. Uh-huh. But he's not been on trial yet, so I don't I don't understand how you pardon somebody that's hasn't even like let it play out and then decide if you're going to pardon. Yeah, well, it's, he's been all over Fox News. His family's been interviewed by Fox and Friends multiple times. There They've got is. this whole thing going on, which is fine. If I look, if it was my brother, I'd be doing the same thing. But I don't refresh I, my memory. What did he do? So he, um, I, I I only know of the one where he basically had a guy that is a, a uh, ISIS teenager that had surrendered, given up, unarmed. Oh. He's like. You know, I, I'm I'm done. Uh-huh. I give up, and uh, he's I think he's actually uh, wounded already, and multiple people saw him uh, go up to the guy and stab him to death. Jesus Christ! Yeah, stabbed him to death. Yeah, yeah, he stabbed him, and um, the guy died. And then he held a he reenlisted, so he held a ceremony over the guy's dead body, which. That- that he stabbed to death as opposed to just shooting once in the head or yeah, something. Yeah, so it's not like a it's it's not like this victorious battle. Right. Um where he's he's super proud and uh, motivated and he's you know, patriotism is coursing through his veins, although it may it may have been. But the circumstances were that he he murdered the guy. Uh, that's that's the Apparently that guy's lawyer also works for the Trump organization. So uh, they got yeah, the same I've lawyer. Oh, you know, and so uh, the um, oh, it gets even stupider. Okay, so before I go into that rabbit hole, mm-hmm. so the other guy that Trump is considering pardoning is a Blackwater gunman, Nicholas Slatton, who has already already been found guilty of murdering ten women, Jesus. two men, and two children, also Jesus. in Iraq. So, uh, and the word is murder, right? So right. It's, it's and he's been found guilty. Now, look, our our justice system is not perfect. It, it, sometimes it sucks. Um, but I don't think that Trump is pardoning because he, he has a bone to pick with our judicial system. I think he's pardoning because he is frustrated by this idea that we are punishing people that are killing the enemy. I think, I think there's probably truth to that. And I think that, uh, yeah, I think the, I think he wants the soldiers, the soldiers are the good guys fighting against the bad guys. And why are we going to lock them up? But Uh, but where's the where's the where's the line? Where where what what standard do you hold? Well, that's yeah. So if you know you accidentally like if there's um, you know civilian casualties which occur uh, to try someone for you know an accident, I yeah. think that would be awful. But if someone has 
killed 10 women and however many children and yeah. and they're using the word murder i mean it, if it's yeah i guess it depends too because there are tales of you know people strapping on bombs and charging and so if they had right strapped them or if they didn't but you you got to make the call you know, there's th- that would be different. Ten seems like a lot. Ten seems yeah. like a, I mean, twelve, however many women and children, but like ten women alone and however many children added to that. It, I, I would think at some point, you, you might stop taking a chance if you got it wrong like twelve times in a row. Yeah, and it could have been all at once. You know, it could have been one of. The, uh, let me let me see if we can dig into this a little bit because I am curious. Like a, a nunnery was charging them. Like, Kill the nuns. Yeah, I mean. I I, I want to I'm on the same side as you in terms of giving soldiers the benefit of the doubt, um, or even in this case, a contractor. Dude, that teenager's he young too. He can't even grow a mustache. The one Gallagher killed. Oh really? I see. Yeah, there's a picture of his corpse here. Does he have a uh, like a little bit of um, fur? No. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, he's got kind of that peach fuzz mustache thing going, but like only at certain angles, you know. Yep. And like. I don't know. When you got that nice black hair already, like your peach fuzz shows up pretty good, and that's a pretty subtle peach fuzz mustache. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, speaking of um, facial hair, the uh, the army. Uh, so you do you know uh, the flying spaghetti monster? Uh, you mean the religion? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I mean, who yeah. who doesn't? Right, it's I mean, an official religion. It's yeah. a legitimate religion. Apparently, the army doesn't recognize it. Well, that is. Intolerant? Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. It so is probably racist. It's bigoted. Defi- definitely bigoted, but yeah. probably racist. And it, I, quite frankly, it's transphobic. I think so. Tra- yeah. Trans pasta. Mm. Yeah, trans noodle. Trans noodle. Yeah. So trans the, and noodle and meditation. Yeah. Um, Anti carb. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so the, the, uh, the army is against the, um, flying spaghetti monster because of, uh, facial hair. There's a soldier that petitioned to, uh, be allowed to grow a beard because it's encouraged under the, the law of, of that religion of, um, pa- pastafarianism, I think is the, the Pastafarians, yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. He, he made a good move, right? So this is, uh, actually in the news because okay. the Sikhs, um, several years ago, it's required by the Sikh religion to grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they lobbied. So there's several Sikh. There's a lot of Sikh soldiers, American soldiers. Right, right. And they lobbied and they won. And then, then the army said, okay, you, you know, for religious reasons, you're allowed to grow a beard. And then, first of all, there's all kinds of exceptions for facial hair in, in the and military. The Sikhs are that's a massive religion. <laughs> yes, yes. So they were granted the the exception to grow beards under their religion. Uh-huh. But here's the thing. There was a, 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 a heathen soldier. No, no kidding, heathen. Like, he practiced the North, Norse paganism okay. religion. He, and, and, and that's, again, encouraged to grow a beard. You're not required to, okay. in that religion. But encouraged. The, the army granted him permission to grow a beard. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, so this guy that is a Pastafarian was like, well, wait a minute. I, I'm encouraged to grow a beard by this religion that I practice. See, and that guy's an asshole. <laughs> I mean, like, the heathen guy's an asshole, too. Unless he's, like, legitimately one of these crazy pagan types that are just like, I worship the trees! <laughs> but, uh, in which case, let's just kick him out. But, uh, like, he, I'm, you know, but it's a, it's a, I don't know, good move. Yeah, I mean, the, it, it's funny, and, like, the Pastafarian thing was funny when it happened, and it's, it's, it's a great show of how stupid bureaucracy is. Yeah. Um, especially like trying to make religion and bureaucracy work together somehow. 
So, like, I, I'm all about the flying spaghetti monster folk do, just being assholes for the fun of it. Like, yeah, you know the origin of that, right? With the uh, the the student that wrote a letter to the Kansas uh, school board. I don't remember. I mean, because he was like basically saying, if you are forcing people to uh, teach intelligent design, then you're gonna have to acknowledge all kinds of other religions and uh, possibilities. Okay. Of how about this this monster in the, the sky? Spaghetti monster. That, yeah, that gave birth to the universe and. They ignored him, and so he posted on the internet, and then the Pastafarianism was born. Well, yeah, I just, I mean, to go, like, if you're in the military, it's, I just find it a step too far. Because, like, no one, no one signs up for the military going, like, you know what? This is going to give me so many choices in my day-to-day <laughs> life. Like, you, you know what you're giving up. <laughs> I don't know that we do. Yeah, oh, come they, on. <laughs> no, I'm serious. They, I don't think people realize it until they're a few years in how much they've given up. Maybe not how much, but you got an idea that you're giving yeah. up. Oh, I'm not I'm not saying that uh, we're right for not realizing it. Well, I'm just saying you realize things like you got to shave. Like you got to shave yeah. all the time. You but gotta... then you see all these, uh, the operators, right? They have the beards and they're... Oh, like they, special ops kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, you're like, this is... They're undercover. They're so tactical. And there's a, there's a whole industry... And they're, they're not. They're not undercover. All you have to do is pass SEAL training. Yeah, I know. That, well, that's a good point. Look, <laughs> look, that's why I don't argue for beard. I would love to have a beard, but I'm not going to go rally because I'm in the military. <laughs> I'm, I'm not special forces, so I'll shave my fucking face. <laughs> I mean, I think a beard is fine. I think they could have beard regulations, but, look, uh, and you know, the but Navy... it's not regulation. And you go into it not thinking it's regulation. And yeah. you go into it th- like it's not like you can get to show up to work and and blue jeans and a polo shirt, like you know, it's just like, hey, I'm here for basic training. I've come off the golf course. I'm ready to go. Like you know, that's not gonna happen. Well, what about um? Oh, dude, um, but Budweiser recruit, but, Mu- recruit mullet, recruit uh, mullet? Google Google recruit mullet. Okay. Oh, he's my favorite. What? Uh... He he says a picture of he was he went viral because there was a picture of him at. Uh, at the first day of Marine basic training, he's making a phone call back home. <laughs> Saying goodbye to... Yeah, oh, yeah. Do you see him? Oh, yeah. Before yeah, and after. Yeah. So, he's the, he's the guy. But see, he's my hero. Hey, party in the back. Because look. And look what he is. Look look how he looks now. He's a Marine. Yeah. He yeah. looks nice and clean. Cut. He's trimmed. Uh, not just hair, but also probably about uh, 10% body fat. Yeah. He looks much thinner. Yeah. the uh, You know, the Marines don't really... Actually, the Marines tailor uniforms to individuals. Huh. So that's why you see most Marines look really good in uniform because they're keeping your pants. Sarah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm getting excited here. We're just talking about um, mullets. Yeah. Um, but you no, know, they they uh, they tailored the the uniform. But the thing is, most Marines have about the same body type. Yeah. So it's not that difficult to, you know, you got to adjust for the height. But. And quite frankly, if a man with this glorious of a mullet can just give it up willy nilly for the Marines, uh, you just don't get to ask. For a beard. You don't no. get it. He gave up his mullet for the country. He's a hero. He's a hero. A, a modern day hero. Yeah, so I'll shave. I mean, the Navy did have beards. Not all that long ago. You know, there's the uh, the Zumwalt Navy of the 70s. We had beards. Well, I, I don't but think... But we don't today. And I don't think there's anything wrong with beards. But the spaghetti, old spaghetti monster guy, like, it's just... With that, I just find it too far. Because you chose, you chose to be in the military... You knew you weren't going to just get to grow a beard. Yeah. And, like, I, you know, I, I like fucking with the fuck with man and, and, uh. You like fucking and, with men? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, damn the man and do what you can. Yeah. But you fucking, know, like, just, just messing with authority. Yeah. But 
but that's why I'm not a good fit for the military because I <laughs> like to fuck with authority, and that kind of undermines things. You salty. have you have self awareness that a lot of people in the military actually don't have; they lack. So, you know, and and, and I think uh, I need to look in the mirror a little bit. Um, but you know, I, I've 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 had a career, and uh, so far it's. <laughs> you realize you said that in past tense. Right? I did. I did. It's on life support. Um, but, uh, you know, I love what I do. I love the Navy. I love America. And I want to see it uh, go in a very positive direction. Right. Um, Me too. So, so I do what I do. Um, but I am not starting a whole bunch of shit at work. You know you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, I do have this outlet. And I, I call for change in very snarky ways. Of course. Um, but I'm not going to work in lobbying to grow a beard. Yeah, because uh, it's just it's not it's not effective. It's not it's and also what's the point? Well, yeah, th- that's the big thing. Like what's yeah. it, like you just what do you gain? Nothing really. You're just trying to be an asshole. You which get, is you fine. get happy. Yeah, it's like it's like man buns. Well, uh, can we have get, man buns? You get to walk around and be like, I got a beard because yeah. of technicality, yeah. right? And then it's just like, all right, you're gonna get you're gonna have a sucks. um, uh, what's it called? Sock party? Uh, fucking, you know, when they beat you with uh, yeah, with those. bars of soap and yeah, socks. Do it. <laughs> so, um, you know. It's not. It's not good. When I was in high school, one time I got into a fight with my basketball coach uh, before a game, and uh, so I got thrown off the basketball team. And so I had to go. I had to talk to the school counselor, and he was talking to me. He was like, "Look, you know, I, I realize you have a problem with authority." And I said, "I don't have a problem with authority. <laughs> I have a problem with you. I just don't like people telling me what to do." And he goes, "Well, yeah, that's that's a problem with authority." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah." <laughs> Okay, well then, that's a good life lesson right there. Yeah, I mean, you earn it, people. Yeah. You gotta earn to lead. You know, I don't know that anybody really likes being told what to do. It's so funny because I see it even in my job with very senior officers. I'm talking about admirals and generals. Mm Mm-hmm. I think even less, like the more senior you get, you don't like being told what to do. No. And you you know you have a boss. So if you're a one-star admiral or general... You have a two, three, or four star. Right. And by the way, the difference between a one star and a four star is massive. Hmm. There's uh, just a huge amount of deference to the the four star. Okay, but they don't they don't like it any more than we do, and I no. think even even less so. They, Probably they're being told. I mean, think yeah. about the pyramid of people. Like once yeah. you're one star, like the people below you is huge, and like you get to tell all of them what to do. So when right, one of those people right. come up and go, yeah. I, I hear your opinion. We're doing it my way. Yeah. And, and it's just like, fuck. And, I, and you know, you've invested that much time. Think about as a, as a general, you, you're you in for 30, yeah. you know, 30 years. Um, you've probably been developing your uh, your sense of strategy, um, you know, your your ideas, yeah, your hopefully beliefs. Yeah, put some thought into yeah, it. Yeah, so the, over 30 years, and then you maybe you're, you're at the point now where you can actually do something about it. You can implement it. And then somebody says, nah, no, no, nah, I don't like that. Yeah. You know, that's that that can be tough to deal with. I mean, it, man, it's life in all industries. Like, unless you're the tippity top, there's always yeah. somebody that's going to, and even if you're at the top, people are going to push back and, you know, you got yeah. that veto card, but. Well, I think the people that succeed are the ones that can roll with that pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, they can adapt to, okay, right, I've been working on that for a long time. I've told a lot of people we're going to do this. Maybe I already have them working on it. And then somebody says, no, we're not going to do that. Well, so you sounds, go, okay, pick yourself back up. And then, yeah. Sounds like what you learn in that case is, ah, perhaps I should have taken a step before having all those people work on it yeah, and telling everybody. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's um, 
it's funny the the need for like so uh, the military is such a huge bureaucracy. Yeah, everybody has their own staff. You know, there's staffs everywhere, and uh, so yeah, we have commanders, we have decision makers, but the staffs that support those decision makers are, are very influential. Uh-huh. So you have to do you have say you have an idea you want to get across the finish line and get the the commander to nod yes I want to do that. You've got you got to do a lot of work socializing ahead of time. With a lot of staff, a lot of staff, and it, it's it sucks. We got to deal with it staff awful. And, and I'm one of them. But uh, um, you know, it's it, it's it's just it's just true. I mean, you've got to get a, a huge amount of people kind of going in one direction, and it's a uh, it's not it's not unlike politics. You you got to get people kind of sounds exactly like politics. I know it sucks. It's um that I mean there's it, it, but it's it's not unique to the military. No, you know that's just large organizations. It's, it gets political. You've got to get people. You got to get momentum. You mm-hmm. got to get um, inertia. And because what happens if you don't? Then people just inertia. You just they'll tend to want to just do what they've been doing. Yeah, everyone defaults to the status quo. Yeah, and they're going to resist it too. Yeah, yeah. It's like change. It's, I don't know. I haven't thought about it at all. I got to do something. Yeah, this is some weird idea coming out of left field. Yeah, it's going to cause me that. to do work. Oh, fuck that. I don't want to do work. Yeah, that's a bad. That's a terrible idea. This beard I got to grow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. With the with Trump though, like it does sound like you know it. It sounds pretty packaged for a you know red meat for the base pardon some troops special forts hey he's a hero he did this that and the other and then just kind of gloss over the whole bad stuff but i i agree that make them go through the because at least if they go through the the court stuff you can hear the (laughs) the evidence on both sides yeah because they might be able to be like hey yeah man like they kept charging me they kept they had all these uh road flares taped to them they kept charging one after another well and you know what happens is it we we step all over ourselves because you can you want to hear the cases you want to hear both sides and then make a uh Calm, cool, collected decision. We don't do that. We don't. And and you know what happens is is, is we fuck it up because in the case of the um, uh, Gallagher, the, the chief that was uh, charged with stabbing the the teenager, uh, the the prosecution lawyers. Are you ready for this? Okay. Um, were caught um, secretly recording the communications of the defense lawyers. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So they were they were trying to figure out where leaks were coming to the press. Uh, so they sent emails to the defense and a reporter for Navy Times with a device embedded in the email nice. that was going to record record their email traffic. I mean, first of all, yeah, immoral and stupid, but good job. I mean, way to use technology. Yeah, yeah, it's it's um, industrious, you know, yeah, innovative, um, but uh, illegal. Yeah, totally illegal. Um, you can't do that. So it also, you know, caught, kind of calls into question the the uh, fairness these, of the whole process. And they're military prosecutors. Yeah. Are they being brought up on charges? I mean, they should be thrown out of the Navy or the military. I don't think anybody knows what to do with it. It's happening right now. I don't it's espionage. I mean, it's espionage. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. So they sent one of those devices, you know, it's software. Yeah. But they sent one to uh, an Air Force lawyer or Air Force somebody. Okay. Well, that's a different branch of the military. That's They've treated it as a cyber attack. They they should. They should be yeah. court-martialed. Like, you know. No, no kidding. Like, the Air Force, like, cyber defense personnel were activated because they were under cyber attack. I, I'm telling and you. it's like, from the Navy. I, you know, like, if you're going to be sleazy, way to at least be technically savvy about it, good job on that. But yeah, they should be court-martialed and thrown out. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. Yeah. Because it's just, it calls into question, and, and some some, na- some senior Navy official, I think civilian, has, has stated it publicly, which is good, saying, hey, 
basically this is bullshit let's get to the bottom of this this calls into question the whole process oh yeah um can we even just can we can a sailor even get a fair trial a fair trial it's not seeming like yeah because we've talked about it before on other episodes it's the the uh the unlawful command influence i mean holy shit you know so that's that's kind of why i wrote the 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 blog post today about reimagining the cane mutiny for for today and it's just um it's comical I hate to say it, but it, it it is. It's comical how bad the 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 examples are. I don't know. I know not all Navy lawyers are like oh, that. Of course not. But we, I mean, we talked to a great one a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and but in two, I mean, in in a year here, we've had uh, these guys or whatever, whenever it was. But we've had these guys, you know, essentially send bugs all around, and then we had. Yeah. Uh, I guess it wasn't the lawyers doing it, but for the shipwreck, just you know, people being like. Read my thoughts and use it before you hear the trial. I yeah. mean, it's it's two pretty big examples of just yeah. not doing the right thing and do and doing the whole, um, which apparently is common practice. But um, you know, stuff in the charge sheet with uh, you know yeah. negligent homicide. I mean, that's normal though. Yeah. I mean, if you sue, like if you're suing somebody for damages, you you sue for two hundred million. Hot. Yeah, and it's like, what are you trying to? Oh, I'm trying to get a million, so I'm gonna sue for two hundred. But it million. wasn't common though in that case of yeah. charging a, a commanding officer. With negligent homicide, it because it's it's like a, it could be um, a platoon commander, you know, in the army, and you're, you know, one of one of his soldiers dies, right, because of something negligent that he did. Are you gonna do you charge that that uh, army captain with um, yeah. negligent homicide? And, I mean, and it's, it just hasn't happened. And I disagree with the charge, uh, obviously, as we talked, but like and. and I don't know. With normal criminal court, you know, you you throw everything at them and let them, you know, use it all as chips to negotiate down. Yeah. Well, which is why I think, and I said it. I don't know. Somebody was on here um, that all those charges plus the influence they didn't. The Navy, I don't think it does not appear that they wanted a trial at all. So they're just like, look, we've stacked our side with a thousand negotiating chips from you're in prison till you die all the way down to this stuff. Uh, plus, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna pepper the gumbo a little bit and now let's talk. And so, you know, if I was in his position, it's just like, okay, fine. Like just I'll retire. Can we quit? And it's like, yep, we'll quit then. Let's not yeah. talk about anything well, one, that one you of, have to say. One of the two commanding officers did that. The one for the McCain. Right. He was like, yep, I'm done. No, yeah. I'm not gonna. And they dropped the charge, and then they and he didn't go to court martial. But the other one, he said, I, "I'm gonna go to trial. You're gonna yeah. hear my thoughts." And they went, "No, we're not." Yeah. And uh, we didn't. They didn't. Yeah, that's that's true. Now tell me, okay, so I, I want to be more woke here. Tell me about the the Kane mutiny. Yeah, Kane. So, the Kane mutiny was um, a work of fiction by Herman Woke back in uh, the fifties. Uh, um, <clears throat> but a it's a World War II destroyer USS Kane, where it, it kind of follows the an ensign that uh, is commissioned in the Navy and and, and joins the ship, and uh, you know his first couple of years on the ship, uh, the trials and tribulations of a young officer, and he gets this uh, this new commanding officer who is uh, Captain Queeg. Um, Captain what? Queeg. Queeg. Yeah, and uh, he's kind of nuts. Um, Sweet. He's he's a uh, mentally unstable kind of kind of um i was i would say psychotic um nice. he's uh incompetent he's um a coward uh they call him old Yellowstain. um <laughs> and he just kind of progressively gets more and more unstable um and to the point where he kind of he hazards the the ship but in a storm 
uh, and all the while to seek revenge. Or? No, no, just because he doesn't know how to he doesn't know how to act in tense situations. Okay. So there's like a so working up to that point, the the executive officer, the number two, is uh, is Merrick, Lieutenant Merrick. Um, he's been kind of influenced by some other officers to to say, hey, uh, get you know this guy's unstable. Get rid of him. You know you can you can claim that he's. Um, uh, incompetent to command. Well, like he's peeing himself all the time. Yeah, and uh, um, so it's working up to that point where I mean, do you want me to tell you the whole story? Or? I mean, unless okay. it's going to ruin this article. Yeah, tell me the story. No, uh, I mean the article's spo- out. Just wait, spoilers, guys. This is going to ruin a sixty, <laughs> seventy-year-old story. <laughs> yeah, you got you know, read the book and watch the movie. Um, both great. Uh, Humphrey Bogart plays Queeg. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, great, great movie. Um, so. Uh, it doesn't go well for Queeg. He um, he freezes up in the middle of a storm. They're trying to figure out which course to drive to um, to, to safety, and Merrick finally just takes co- takes over and okay. uh, takes the con. Oh, uh, and that's the mutiny. But the mutiny is for the good of the ship. Yes, yeah, yes, and he says, uh, you know, I have command of the ship. I'm saving the ship, and eventually he does. Well, everything's good. It's all calm now, and Queeg's like, you know. What the hell? No. I would have saved the ship myself. Now you're yeah. in charge so he's, trouble he's, for me. He's, he's also vindictive. You know, he's just this, this, just terrible. And the thing is, so that resonates, and the reason it's it's been so popular for so many years is uh-huh. because people in the Navy can see co- their their commanding officers in this guy. Okay. Like they, everybody's had one like him. Um, that'll like they'll just fail all over the place. Someone will step up, save the day, and then afterwards they'll be vindictive against that person. Yes, yeah, yeah, okay. and uh, and just make life miserable for his officers or her officers and. Uh, um, I think uh, I think there's a syndrome for this Napoleonic kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> except Napoleon was competent. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't <laughs> so, think the complex was about yeah competence. <laughs> they they do call him the God of War. Uh, yeah. So yeah. The, so Quig was not. And right. um, there's a, so the whole the second part of the book is is the is the court martial. Okay. And um, Merrick uh, has a really good lawyer, so he's on trial for for mutiny. Right. And uh, he's got a really good lawyer that uh, puts Queeg up there and basically um, just badgers him to the point, you know, it's... Makes the whole, him crack. It makes him crack, yeah, yeah. you know, and um, he's this young uh, lieutenant um, and the the court has, is is warning him the whole time, you know, it's, it's very similar to how you... You stand there in yeah, your faggoty exactly, white uniform. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> But which you know, so there's a lot of similarities between a few good men and and, and K mutiny in the trial, um, but which apparently I think the if I'm not mistaken, a few good men is also based on a true story. So hmm. um, let me look that up before. I, yeah. Well, it, anyway, so so he he makes some crack, and uh, the 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 court has to basically in the end has to decide between did the navy oh, allow we, an inco- a mentally incompetent man to take command? Okay. Um, and if they, if they, if they admit that, huh? Cold case. Who killed David Cox, Marine, who inspired a few good men? Yeah. Okay. So I knew it was. It's, it's you know it's loosely based on yeah. on, the, on the true story, but so but the 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 way that they pressured him in, in the end is is uh, very similar. Kind of, I'm sure that's what um, they drew from a little bit, unless the court case in real life happened like that too. Which yeah. it sounds like if it's a cold case, and that court case never happened. Um. So, yeah, in, in in the end, they um the 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 lawyer kind of successfully argues that 
Um, he was incompetent and cracked under pressure, and the mutiny was for the good of Urabade, something like that. It was. It's there was a, there was a subtlety in there, and I'm trying to pull it out of my the, the recesses of my brain. Um, but uh, the Navy could not admit that they had let um, a psychotic man, of course not, <laughs> uh, take command, and so therefore he was mentally competent. And as a mentally competent person, to stable have, genius. Yes, right. To have taken the actions that he did, um, it was uh, it was in the best. It was in the best interest of the ship to for for Merrick to do what he did. Okay. Um, so they were so so basically the Greenwald, the lawyer, kind of put the Navy uh, in a spot where he had no the Navy. I say the Navy. I mean the court. The the um, the court martial and the, the the members of the court martial in a spot where they they were kind of representing the navy, right? So they couldn't they couldn't admit that they had the navy had put a man that's unfit for command into command. Okay, well now so, I'll read your article because now I'm interested. Yeah. Before so, I wasn't interested. It's a it's a very good courtroom kind of drama. I like those. My article is not. <laughs> <laughs> it's um it's it's how it would unfold in uh 2019 sweet and uh if you if you've followed us at all the courtroom shenanigans and all the the bs that uh, happens in today's navy courtrooms uh and the headlines i'm just talking about the headlines i haven't been in one recently um, oh we should get you in a courtroom somebody should I, take him up on charges that's navy probably not far navy. off <laughs> um i don't don't worry i don't think the navy's got the guts to charge you with anything i, I appreciate that <laughs> that's one thing the navy responds to really well is, yeah uh, take that. ultimatums and challenges i'm just saying yeah you they, are just saying they don't have the guts yeah the balls Trump is too weak to do it. <laughs> Trump, Trump would just pardon me. Oh yeah, I guess you are. Hey, I was in the Washington Examiner. So. Oh yeah, we haven't even talked about that. So yeah, when I was yeah. uh, out of town, I get this text from old Jimmy saying that the Washington Examiner wants a quote. Yep, I got interviewed by a reporter from the Washington Examiner uh, because he was interviewing a bunch of, I guess, uh, people that were angry with the PC Navy that we're in today and. It's funny because I'm not on the same page as the rest of the people that he quotes in his article, but it's fine. Yeah, the title is, I hate this PC Navy, old yeah. salts dismayed by downfall of Master Chief over Penn Step Strip Club Quip. So I guess I'm on the the conservative side now. I didn't realize that, but uh, Washington Examiner is pretty right-leaning. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, and so it's probably good for me. Um, Byron York's paper. Yeah. So, um, tr- you know, hey, hey, Trump, if you're listening, I'm, I'm on your side. Charge them. No, no, charge them. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Washington I, Examiner. I'm I good. smell mutiny. I smell treason. <laughs> you. It's funny just to you, watch all the air leave your sails with the word treason. Like, no, really, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny because it's in the article. You got to read it. Okay. Well, it, it, and this is a good tease for everybody, though. Like, they're gonna be like, "What is in this fucking article?" I got to read it. <laughs> Uh, Lieutenant Commander Jimmy Drennan, a naval officer with 15 years of experience and the curator of the Salty Herald blog, who the fuck nominated you curator, told the Washington Examiner, that's the word they chose, there should have been some accountability, maybe a public apology and remediation, but a voluntary resignation is no accountability at all. So I'm saying he's, okay, so what I was saying there was, well, exactly what I wrote. There should be some accountability, but he, he resigned, so there's no accountability at all. So it's out of context with the rest of the story, which is fine. I don't. I'm not. I'm not mad at. It. It's it's okay. 
I but it's literally funny. no grown man that has heard this has been like, well, that makes sense for him to step down over this line. Right, right. So I think that's what he was trying to say. Yeah. And then it, then I think he goes on and gives me another quote. And he's, yeah. yeah. Your combat. In combat, we will need leaders to take risks that will sometimes result in mistakes. They need to believe they won't be fired for every mistake. If so, we'll run out of leaders, or worse, we'll have leaders afraid to take risks. Yeah. Which what? aren't leaders at all. Right, right. So, to, yeah, look, I stand by that 100%. That's, that's, I'm, I'm really happy that that was the Cody pulled. Um, the rest of the article has a bunch of people talking about how mad they are at the PC Navy and how, you know, you can't say this stuff anymore and you just get, you know, get fired. Well, he wasn't fired. Um, and so, well, he was, he wasn't publicly right. So I'm with you. I, he was probably pressured. He didn't but retired. My point is, before. so in, in the one that I wrote, I made it pretty clear that do I think he should have said what he said? No, no, no. no. But the, you in, said in, it clearly with animated gifs. That's right. I used a gif, which makes it fact. <laughs> that's right. Um, if it's in a meme, it <laughs> happened. Uh, but this article in, from the Washington Examiner. That no, nobody else has that point of view. They all think he should have been able to say it. So there's a there's a subtle difference. You know what I mean? Well, that's be able to say it, and it's the right thing to say. Like, okay, fair enough. And and here, I guess here's my thing. If it wasn't the vice president of the United States, I mean, hopefully no one would ever have even heard about this line being said. But if it wasn't the vice president of the United States, um, I don't even think it's. It's not a story. It's not a story, and right. I don't think it's an. And, and also, and if, then the Navy is the do vice president about it. was Joe Biden and not Pence. I'm so Christian. I won't be in a room alone with a woman. Hey, I don't know if it'd be a story. It's funny you say that because you're right. It wouldn't be a story because Biden been like, yeah, strip clubs. I got the story about but Pennsylvania. But think about the president, our current president. Oh yeah, Stormy Daniels. Yeah. So why but are he's people? Not Mike know, Pence. It's just I know it's it's interesting. So you think if it was the president and he had said that, that it would have been a different outcome? Yeah, I think Trump would have gotten up there and been like, be like, oh, you know, your master chief, he's a real, f- I can't do it, Trump. He's like, he's a real funny guy. He said, clap like a strip club. I don't go to strip clubs. I don't know what you've heard in the paper. He would have gone, he would have ripped yeah. on it for a little while. And then the Navy could have done nothing about it. All the guys would have been like, ah, ha, ha, Trump's so funny. Yeah. And like, cause you know, whenever Trump does That's a rally, a he's a stand-up guy. Yeah. You know? Like, so he... Oh, apparently I'm being active right now, my watch says. I've been talking with my hands. I think yeah. it says I've been doing steps. You know, this is China or something because it's happening to my watch at the same time. Oh, cool. We've been active, which is good. They, this thing has not been counting all my maybe, steps. Maybe we're, we're, we're in sync like um, you know, women like with, in their, sync. with their periods. You uh, know, it's, it's exactly it's, like that. It's exactly. <laughs> you know, our I've been smart wearing, watches are in sync. I've been wearing this thing three days, and there's a... I. So I've always paced when I'm on the phone. Apparently, I pace at 2.7 miles an hour, and over the course of 80 minutes of phone conferences, I walk 4,000 steps. What do you you pace when you are on the phone? Yeah, I don't sit still on the phone. What am I gonna do? What do you um do you hold the phone up to your ear or do it, you have a headset? well? It depends. My my USB port has been funky on my phone, and so I had it up to my ear this past time. But normally, I got headphones in or. Or it's on speaker or whatever. I don't care. No matter what, I'm pacing. I'm just envisioning you with a big Bluetooth headset yelling uh, at somebody no. on the phone. Well, like headphones, like earbuds. But like... You told you tell him I said Formica. Formica! 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 It's just like that. Except apparently I do 2.7 miles an hour. Interesting. Yeah. So take that, people that don't walk 10,000 steps. Yeah. You know, you... So how many you steps do you just, do? I don't know how many steps are normal. I... I should I don't know. Look at your thingy. I, What's I, your step goal? It doesn't. It's ten thousand. But I don't even use this during the weekday because 
Oh, God. I just said I would do torso twists. What are torso twists? It tells you to do exercise when you're not moving. Oh, I don't let a watch boss me around. Yeah, it will. Trust me. Um, you've been wearing that for three days? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to get into your head. I, I wear this on the weekends because I can look at my text messages mm-hmm. without pulling my phone out. Yeah. But I can't wear it during the week because you can't have it in the building. Oh, that makes sense because yeah, you're so. spy treason. Yeah, so... Um, yep, admitted to it. Charge him. Uh, okay, yeah. Trump, save me. Washington Examiner. <laughs> um, so, what were we talking about? Um, the strip club comment. Oh, yeah, strip club. Yeah, yeah. If it, if it wasn't a vice president... So if it wasn't a certain vice president, if it wasn't the the one that is super Christian to the nth degree, then the Navy. So if if it, I, it, I think they felt self conscious. I think I think you had two things simultaneous. You had yeah. PC concerns of like, oh god, you can't say strip club these days. Yeah, and then also like the platform of, of like the vice president who probably has a Bible in his pocket right now, <laughs> who traveled with three priests. She has three... Don't yeah. say strip club. So, okay, <laughs> bombshell. Uh, I'm not going to name names, but I was... Pence in... is a stripper. No. Okay. I was involved in an email chain, and I wasn't BCC'd, all right? I'm on there. My name... Salty. No, not <laughs> even... Not even this, this is just my name, my email address. Uh, with very high-level people that are they were talking about this before, well, after he resigned, uh-huh. before I wrote the article, um, somebody made a comment that his, the the advance party were the, were the first ones to suggest the comment. The advance party was yeah. What is what is the advance party? I don't the, know. I didn't ask. Well, the advance I wasn't part- involved. What do you think it is? T- typically, your advance party is part of the hype team. And so, like, those are the guys... With who? With who? Well, with Pence. Yeah! Yeah, so it'd be the guys that make sure that the water bottles are there, the right brand of water. That's how I took it. Yeah. So, what? Well, what do you think? So, if... So, if, they said to make the comment? I mean, that's the... That's, that's, or did they that's, say... Well, I don't, that's know. I don't they, know. I didn't ask. Well, yeah, did they say, make the strip club comment? Or, hey, say something to fire these guys up? Well, and, you know, it's the Trump White House. Odds are Pence is... I mean, it doesn't matter. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, yes, Pence is, is a... a Bible pocket carrier. Yeah. But he works for Donald Trump. Oh, so yeah. what's the standard here? And so if you're the master chief going, well, this is a comment I'm going to make. Well, it's reasonable to think that it's okay to make that comment. This is the right. I'm not saying it's okay. Again, I wrote it. I I don't think he should have made the comment. This is the comment. You make. Clap like you're watching your commander in chief fucking porn star. There you go. Like, <laughs> clap. <laughs> it's a golf clap. It's a clap like you're grabbing her in the pussy. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's, I, these are, uh, look, these are things that the president has said, right? Or allegedly did. Um, so it's not the, what's the standard? What's the, the standard of decorum? It's a stormy thing. Do we still have to say allegedly? Cause I feel like. No, no, I don't think it was ever proven. I don't think it was ever, he's never admitted it. He has not admitted has that. He not, I guess yeah. the non disclosure. I like to take him at his word. I mean, the whole non disclosure, which she shouldn't disclose. Well, she said she didn't sign it, but her lawyer. Avenatti. Oh yeah, he's a stand-up guy. Well, he he just got charged with forging her signature to uh to embezzle like three hundred thousand oh, dollars from geez. her. So like he's getting charged in New York for for literally forging Stormy Daniels' signature in order he, to take her money. Did he use? Did he sign Stormy Daniels? Because that's not a real name. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, uh, uh, sir. Uh, <laughs> but you remember on the non-disclosure, um, her big thing was like, that's not my signature. And oh. so, like Trump was going forward, like yeah, the Trump well, team I'm was like, a dirtbag too. Yeah. I mean, I say too. I don't, I'm not 
saying somebody else is a dirtbag. Right, but he clearly other people might be dirtbags. He too is a dirtbag. Yes, but like, but that's the thing. Like everyone was like, "God, this non-disclosure." Like, if you agree to take a payment to shut your mouth, you're not allowed to accept the payment and then open your mouth. It's just not right. Um, like if you're if you're not comfortable with that, don't sign the agreement. Don't take the cash. And so her thing was, she was like, and if she took the money then that is agreeing to it because there's a condition, there's a spirit of the contract. But anyway, but if, if you know, Avenatti comes back, shows Trump this contract, like, look, it's signed. And she's like, that's not my signature. I mean, he's just been convicted of forging her signature once. Who says he didn't? I mean, when did he practice that? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, you know, you, you know he was uh, um, caught trying to blackmail Nike, right? Yeah, yeah, that was the other thing he's been charged yeah. for. Yeah. yeah. Which he's, is totally... Uh, unrelated to Stormy Daniels, I think. He just was just trying to get a bunch of money up. <sighs> yeah, I he, forget why. Uh, it was like NCAA, it was like NCAA deals and things with, with um, college oh. athletes, which I'm sure was happening. But, I mean, those yeah. guys need to get yeah. paid above board as opposed to just under the table. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, so, allegedly, 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 the president said said and, and, and did those things. Um, well, no. So, he did say... The comments. Things. Yeah, yeah. He well, said the to, thing. Said the thing. Yeah. We don't know, you know. So, my point in the whole thing is that what the Master Chief said isn't some kind of like egregious, no. like bro- breaking of decorum. Um, he did. But, but what? But what I'm saying is, in terms of the the administration. So, in the guest that was there was the Vice President in the White House in the current White House we have now. It's it's reasonable to think that that's the kind of thing that they would want to hear. Yeah. I'm not saying he should have done it. It's, but yeah. and if you if you it, it's interesting to me like you said if you switch it to Biden it almost becomes like he's more it's more okay because yeah. he's less of a conservative Christian I guess because he's if going was, around grabbing and sniffing hair he likes that shit <laughs> yeah I, okay so uh, I'll let you make that that comment um, uh, um, because a small chance he's he's our president soon mm-hmm. um, we should talk about his son next okay we will but. If it was not, if it was neither of them, if it was not a vice president, if right. it was a nobody, right. would we ever have heard about this? No, because the Navy wouldn't be reacting to headlines because there would be no headlines and the Navy wouldn't be doing anything. Okay. Yeah. Navy this didn't is- do anything, apparently, right? They didn't pressure him to resign, but he would never have resigned right. because there would be no headlines. No Twitter outrage. And we wouldn't be reacting to outrage, which is the, all the bullshit in the first place. That's true. So we, nobody cares about whether it was right or wrong to make the comment. That's true. Well, I mean, I do, but nobody else does because well, in in there's degrees of wrong. Like, was it was it stupid to make the comment? Yes. Was it wrong to make the comment? I'm not willing to go that far. Okay. All right. Stupid. I will say, yes. I will say, out of place. Yes. It was. It was indicative of what I would call lazy leadership. It's it's playing okay. on the stereotypes of sailors that are not helpful. I, look, sailors go to ship clubs. Wait, let me let me give you a job real quick, okay. Jimmy. I, I want you to introduce whatever, 100, 200 sailors or something yeah. to the most milk toast bland man in the world who is going to talk to you and I want you to make them be excited. Uh you may or may not have met these fellows. They are about 25 years old and they are men and yeah. uh just by the way, whatever you can do, please try to make them excited. Like four, four to five thousand. Uh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, and men and women. Okay, well, I guess, but so, I mean, what are the 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 stats? Was it like seventy thirty? Yeah, or? I mean, it's um, could be even more. Eighty twenty. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so predominantly, men twenty to thirty. 
True. Uh, you're going to listen to a boring man say something boring, but he's kind of in charge of things, and you got to be excited. Please just make them excited. And, like, because that's the thing, like, Tonight Show. You go to Tonight Show, you go to all these things. They don't just send the host out there to do a monologue. Right. They warm them up. They got a guy out there that tells jokes, and they and sometimes the jokes are very blue because they're not on TV. Right. Um, and so they they do whatever they do, just get people laughing, get people clapping, and as soon as they're in that mode, then you introduce the guy, and now it's just like, okay, now you do your thing. These guys are ready to go, and so they they wanted somebody to warm up the audience, and like quite frankly, Master Chief isn't necessarily entertainer in chief. And yeah, so, like, that's I, a good point. like, what what do you do in that? Well, especially with that big of a crowd, it's like make them excited. I don't know. I'm I don't not, know. I, I, you know what though? That Master Chief, that's something he's been doing for a long time because he goes in front of that crew all the time. Uh, he talks to him and he he riles them up. Through a speaker, maybe yeah, through a speaker or or you know they do all hands calls. I mean, it's not uncommon. So even without a big VP coming in, they just have they they get together and they they talk. Before a, a long weekend. But that's you know? different. You don't have to... Before, you don't have to get them riled up. Before so, a long weekend, you don't want them riled up. I got you. <laughs> you want them Listen, back on the boat at the end I've of the... Been, I've been in an audience before uh, Trump spoke. A military audience. Um, the, the the guy came out. It was... it was. You didn't need to do much. Well, that Trump's a stand-up comedian, though. Okay. Fair I'm enough. Just, it's the president versus the vice president. Well, and also just but, like... But, you know, there's all kinds of VPs that come to Navy ships. I'm just saying like... The, VP, the vice president... V- VP- VIPs come to right to VIPs and the vice president coming is that's the that's only one person that's going to be even more important than that the president yeah, yeah. so so it's it's re- really high up there but the president can in terms stand of excitement the, like the president is unique like love him or hate him it does not matter this man can stand on the fifty yard line of a football field with a full stadium and the field filled with people. He will he will own that audience, and he will have them laughing. He will say, they will be eating out of the palm of his hand because he he can talk. The dude it, he can yeah. he can he, pres- he can talk to a crowd, no matter how big the crowd is. Like that one time, Beto tried to throw a counter protest in like the parking lot near one of his things, and uh, you could hear like in the audio of Beto's rally. All you could hear was Trump's rally drowning him out with all the people that are just like, yeah, I'm so excited. It's not like Trump going, let's drown him out. It was just, you know, he wor- he, he, he knows he's an entertainer. Like, regardless of how you feel about him as a president, he's an entertainer. And, you, you know, like the night show, you know, you, you want to warm people up. But uh, to be like, hey, get excited to hear this guy. Like, Trump will get people excited. He'll do his thing. Or you, or he won't. But whatever. But, like, Pence is not going to excite anybody. And odds are they want to have comparable optics to a Trump thing. You don't want to be the guy who serves under Trump, who shows up, and can't get the most friendly crowd to even applaud. Yeah, but know? that's the thing is that it, they, they, they will. I know. Yeah, but, like... I no, mean, the same I just, clapping I did I, for the I, Trump. I've, I've been sets. there. I've seen it. It's just, you know, people yeah. get up for it. In, in the military, you get there and you get the vice president. You, you, you it, The energy is up. Yeah, I, I guess mean, my big point is just if the advanced team is just like, man, let's hype this crowd. And your job's not really a hype man. Yeah. It's it's an order. I don't know. I don't it's know. It's an order. But that's the thing is the Master Chief, it, his, he kind of is a hype man. I mean, that's, that's part of what he does. It's... <sighs> Yeah, I mean, if the if the captain of the ship had been told to go out there, and he had said some awkward comments, look, I'm an officer. Yeah, that captain's an officer. Yeah, I know how it feels to go out there and try to talk to a bunch of people that don't really want to hear from you. That's a situation where you get 
this awkwardness and you get people that go uh okay. well but that's the thing so master chief has uh, a little bit of that leniency to get to to play in the blue a little bit by not being the officer you you get i i would imagine i'm this is a civilian speaking but i would imagine just it gives you a little bit more leniency to be less polished in the way you deliver yeah, stuff yeah and no, so, yeah that's good that's good read so like i would i would think that you know clap like it i mean it's it's one of the most it's kind of first of all we had to talk about it's it's awkward because who claps at a strip club <laughs> yeah i know i mean that's 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 the first part of it but yay <laughs> <laughs> it's funny it probably worked i mean i wasn't there but i it probably worked to at least get a laugh out of the crowd yeah. out, out of the crew yeah um and maybe it was a joke <laughs> yeah who knows um you know but hey listen i mean he's he's saying these things um they're they're not pc i don't think that that's the kind of thing that we should be perpetuating no but he certainly shouldn't have lost his job no a, that's what i meant when i said there should have been some accountability there yeah. at the most there should have been a, an apology hey because look a, a lot of people it's I, i'm not even you know apology may not even be the right word because who cares if somebody was offended right everybody's gonna be somebody's gonna be offended at everything always I'm talking about the the culture we have in the military, in the Navy specifically, where we perpetuate these things, and strip clubs are just a small example of that. They're they're not they're they're legal, and the, they, they, you know. And quite frankly, some people say it's just liberated women uh, yeah. making lots of money in a way that they see fit. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, there's a lot there's a lot of bad shit that goes on of in, in strip clubs. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that um, you know. Uh, lots of abuse yeah. um lots of drug abuse i, I think um, the people that that fray that frame strip clubs as a as a bastion of women's liberation are, are wearing rose-colored glasses probably a little extreme yeah. yeah it's like the people that talk about um uh prostitution and they think of pretty woman <laughs> you know yeah. well, you know yeah. it's like uh oh the um, the crap the robert Kraft thing and the um the, oh, the, that's the, so uh, fucked up that that thing in the the, the rub and tug, um, rub and tug uh, massage parlor, and there were people that were saying that like, oh well, you know, it's not so bad. It's you know, it's just that. In, uh, it's well, that the bad thing about it is they were like, we're charging you with human trafficking, and we're going to show the video of you getting whacked off to the world. What was the what was the need for the video? I don't understand. Well, it was it's just leverage. They're just yeah. like, hey, you do what we want. Nobody we're, wants to see that. Nobody wants to. See it. But it's just like we're going to embarrass you in front of everybody, and we're going to charge you with as if you were actually the humans that are going up to phoenix kidnapping little girls driving them down to mexico sending them off into the world yeah like it's but the but the, but uh, the industry feeds off of those people giving the money it's all part of a system but there so, are there are people that are in the industry that are not there against their will or that haven't been human smuggled that right. being said there's a lot of human smuggling yeah. in the industry but if you're thinking of prostitution as julia roberts <laughs> oh, no, pretty woman no. Then you were out of your fucking mind. No, yes. You yes. know, and so the same thing with the strip clubs as being this bastion of women's liberation. Yes, they are choosing to be there, some of them. <laughs> yes, they are choosing to be there. Some of them are, are soberly choosing to be there. But a lot of them are there uh, under the influence of men uh, or drugs. I when I say influence of, of men, I mean, there's there, there, are, there are definitely, definitely, definitely people that are stripping that, that probably wouldn't. If it weren't for the drugs they were on, right, or the influence of some guy that would be basically a pimp, yeah, that's uh, mooching and, their money, and yeah, saying, Go yeah, get that's it. taking these, these, they're 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 in poverty, they're poor people, yeah. you know, so they're offered money to do this. 
Look, and I think girls get into it maybe in college where they go, Jim, I just, like, I'm comfortable with my body, and I just made $1,000 in three hours. And then they get into it, and they're like, and I can party all the time. And then the party catches up with you. Yeah, I mean, so, it's not illegal. It's not, it's not, I don't even know if you would consider it immoral. immoral. That's a a gray area, but... I'm but there's but there's definitely bad shit that goes along with yeah. it, right? So you have to accept that. So with with us being in in our culture in the Navy, right? You've got um, cuss like a sailor. You've got drink, you know, all kinds of uh, alcohol. Sailors all can't drink. Worth yeah, a yeah, damn. yeah. Well, um, just because you chugged a Guinness faster than me one time, no, no, faster than the Navy. No, there was a dozen men up on that stage. All of them were on your little boats, and not one of them could top me. <laughs> okay, I outdrank the Navy in Norfolk. Yeah, are there? But there's not a big Navy influence in Norfolk, right? No, no. Yeah, no. You I go, outdrank the Navy. Go back down to um, um, Granby. I will. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> oh yeah, Granby. That was the street. Yeah. yeah. Go down there and just uh, walk around and say, "I challenge you, Navy." I will to a drink off. I will. I will. I'll drink all of them, fools. Yeah. Um. No. Nope. Nobody will take you up on it. <laughs> That's because I'm um, a, this crazy man's assaulting <laughs> me on the sidewalk. I just want to have a nice time. Um. I don't even know what's down there anymore, but guarantee there are there are bars that are ready for you. Um. <laughs> we need to go. Maybe we need to record from Granby Street. Um. Yeah. I don't know about recording. <laughs> oh, record this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Record, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. We can do that. But look, that it's it's fun. just it's it's part of our it's part of our culture. I'm not sure that. The drinking, the strip clubs, the the whorehouses in Bangkok. What do they add value to? You know what I'm saying? Okay, you've you've mentioned two things that keep bringing up the same topic. I just heard, and this is on different. This is on Joe Rogan, but the stand up. Uh, this guy Neil Brennan, who's part of the Chappelle Show crew. Okay, um, he he was in Bangkok for a thing, and apparently there's a shopping mall that during the day is a normal normal shopping mall, and then after ten o'clock. It is a giant whorehouse. Is it the uh, Four I, Floors of Whores? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think that is what it's called. That's Have, that's like that's legendary in the name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Of course you know about the four. Okay, well, never mind. Never mind, everybody. Uh, by the way, uh, Mrs. Salty, if you're listening, I've never been to Bangkok. Shit. Well, that's a, apparently it's on Travel Advisor, too. They go, don't go to this mall after this time. No. But yeah, it is. It's Four Floors of Whores. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, well, that was most anticlimactic that you've heard. Sorry of it. that uh, to ruin that for you, but my maybe the navy is all about whorehouses. I mean, that's my point. Is it's just there's a lot of things in our culture that is that aren't that great. You yeah, look here's uh, unpo- why. Why do we? What What do they have to do with winning? So we have our job is to win our nation's wars at sea, and we've got to, and, and there's a there's potentially a pretty big one coming up. Not not in the maybe not next year, but you know in the next couple of decades, right? Likely we, that we are going to have to do that. I'm not sure how going to whorehouses in Bangkok is going to help us win that war. You take okay, so it's not great, but you're taking a bunch of once again. There's lots of different people on yeah, this boat, yeah, yeah. but you're taking all these 25 year old dudes, and it's just like sit still on this boat for nine months. Oh, don't. and then it's just like then you set them loose. Like, what is the only thing that is on their mind? Yeah, only well, you know what's thing. funny is these days they go straight to the Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> okay. and he laments but no listen i i know i'm i'm accepting i'm accepting what that reality is and and, and it's not i'm not saying it should be i mean first of all that that part the the whorehouses that's not oh, that's not legal that's not um not even in the 
depends where you it, are. It depends on when you are. But if you're under the UCMJ mm, and if you're operating yeah. in, as a U.S. service member, then yeah. you can't do it. What do you want them to do? They got six hours. So, however <laughs> many hours they've got. I don't know. Be more suave or something. Yeah. But listen, they're not Captain America. I'm not ignoring the reality of it. But my my point is, what what good does it do for us to as leaders? To perpetuate that, yeah, to culture, celebrate it, to celebrate it, yeah. right? So it's one thing to to accept it and try to yeah. pretend like you're opposed to it, but to to celebrate it, it's a whole yeah. different. And then thing. when you get down to the strip clubs, to punish it, like there's no, I'm not, I'm not saying at all that we should punish yeah. somebody for going to a strip club, right? I'm not saying, and I'm definitely not saying we should punish somebody for making a comment about clapping like we're at a strip right. club. See what I mean? And especially because so like, like it shows that that guy doesn't even go to strip clubs. It's not like he's this amoral person. It's he's like, just trying to, like you said earlier, he's yeah. just trying to get the Hype crowd the up. Crowd, yeah. And he said something that was unfortunate. It got picked up, and there was Twitter outrage. So. Stop right there. Mm. Let's as a as an institution as a navy. Let's stop reacting to Twitter outrage. Twitter, yeah, it's and only three people. On let's Twitter. evaluate what he actually said and whether or not we care about it, and then let's do something from there. Um, the navy, as it stands, and publicly, the navy did nothing. Yeah. So that's you know that's kind of weird. He got yeah he got you know what pressure. I mean. He got but but there's but we don't know that right. So speculation. Yeah. So and, but if you look at it the other way, he quit. And then, and I've seen some comments that are interesting because they're like, "Yeah," because he said, "You know, you got to own up to these things." Yeah. And one sailor said, "Yeah, my, the only message I got was, you make a mistake and quit and yeah, go, go away." That's not that's good either. No, it's not good. So you know, he had thirty years worth of experience, yeah, and a lot more to give, a lot more to impart on the next generation, and and he just walked away. He's like, because honestly, if you if you if you go down that path, you think, well, he made a mistake. It was embarrassing. And he got all this international attention, and he's just like, "Okay, I quit. I'm out. I'm not, I don't want to deal with this navy that I can't make this comment." Yeah. So, yeah, it could be. I mean, it could, it could be just. Listen, I'm sick I don't. And tired I don't know. Yeah. But it's just you. You have to. It's hard to to look at and and just figure out what's happening. Yeah. Know? Yeah, I wish there would have been more formal because that's the thing. If he did, I guess I'm. I'm hating a little hard, but uh, especially since nothing's been public. Because if he did just quit, then you know, quite frankly, he's the bitch. Yeah, and yeah. that's when that's yeah. again. I put that in the article. I wrote that. You know, he if if he did quit voluntarily, then sorry, but wrong answer. Yeah, that's you had to. You, you know, you you needed to step up and say, "Hey, I should have said that. Uh, my bad." Yeah. Moving on. It was, and it, I don't even mean to say that he needs to do that publicly. No. Nah. Like, you don't need to go and go, you know, and write, and, a, write a memo. You know, just, just like, just hey, go, this go, was not go, becoming. He works for somebody, right? He works for the captain of that ship. So just go talk to the captain. Talk to him, send a memo to everybody yeah. being like, hey, look, this is how I think things We don't need a public be. flogging. No, no. So, and then move on. Yeah. But he quit. He resigned. So <laughs> there mm. it is. And we learned nothing. Well, speaking of lack of accountability, I guess to wrap this thing up, uh, just because we've. Talked about talking about it. I want to talk about the Biden stuff. Just, okay. I want to talk about it. So so Hunter Biden. Yeah. So in, in the time that I've been talking about talking about it, have you looked this up? Have you heard anything about it yet? Uh, only, Other than my rantings? Only the only your rantings and the one you sent me about him having Coke in his car. <laughs> oh, yeah. In his rental car. That's the other thing. Is but the, that, that just seems like every politician's son is going to have cocaine in his rental car. Well, it was car. a crack pipe. It, again. Yeah. I mean, I... Apparently. I assume that all relatives of politicians are addicted to crack. Yeah, and they might be. 
And like, uh, it apparently, yeah, this not even counting the divorce. Apparently, all of the stuff came out about his d- divorce was horrible because like he was cheating on his wife with his brother's widow, and then during the divorce, he kept spending money on hookers and drugs, and mm. she she had to get an injunction to say, please stop him from spending all of her money. He's doing it just so he doesn't have anything to split. Um. Anyway, it was a messy divorce. That's legal. What? To, yeah, spend all your money. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is. Uh, just voluntarily have no money. It well, and it's also legal to file an injunction to say, "Hey, stop it!" Especially because you're spending on strippers and drugs. Um, but anyway, you know, it works or it doesn't work. The judge can say yes or no. Anyway, so but what I was talking about was like, so when Biden was VP and when mm-hmm. John Kerry was Secretary of State, um, a company was formed with Hunter Biden, Chris Hines, as in Hines Kerry. Um, and this guy named Devin Archer. He was a carry fundraiser and the co-chair of his finance committee when he ran for president. So they started a company called Rosemont Capital. I'm just going to call it Rosemont. Uh, Rosemont started off a lot of subsidiaries. There's Rosemont Seneca, Rosemont something else. Rosemont Seneca Baha'i, I think, was the, the Chinese one. Um, and some of them, uh, Heinz said he wasn't involved in. He was just involved in the umbrella, but not in the day-to-day of all the stuff. So Rosemont is a company that was formed by Biden's son and Kerry's son? Yep, together. Okay. And the co-chair of the finance committee for Kerry's presidential campaign. Okay. And so, like, so they were involved with stuff with both China and uh, Ukraine, right? So I guess chronologically, I think, so I've got my little list here. So 2010, 2011, right? Um, a delegation goes to meet with China. And so I guess before Joe, Joe Biden met with Hu Jintao as part of a nuclear security summit, they met with Devin Archer, the third member of the firm, and this other guy named James Bulger, nephew of Whitey Bulger. Oh, really? Yeah, so Whitey Bulger's nephew and... And Biden and Kerry, and that's all, is, is Whitey Bulger, Chicago, uh, Boston, you Boston. Know, remember? Uh, oh, The Departed. The Departed. Gotcha. Yeah, he's yeah, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Okay, I'm so sorry. yeah, so Whitey Whitey Bulger's nephew, Biden's kid, and Heinz stepson are working together with the Chinese right before Joe Biden meets for the uh, for a nuclear summit, and then they have a second meeting in Taiwan later in the year, two weeks after Joe Biden leaves. And then later on, they form a uh, partnership. They call it BHR. It's, uh, every, let me see, which one? Uh, Rosemont is the R, uh, or it's Bohai Harvest RST, or BHR. The RST is Rosemont, Seneca, and Thornton. Thornton is Bulger. Um, so, uh, White Bulger's good. But, okay. So, where are we now? Time, so, time, like, time in 2013, um, so they've met 2011, 2010, the same time Biden's over there talking about whatever, okay. um, his kids are over there uh, forming a partnership. So they form a partnership with the Bank of China, which is the largest financial institution in China, obviously tight ties to the government. And they decide that they're going to have $1.5 billion. Uh, they start off saying it's going to be a $1 billion joint invest- investment fund, but then they upped it to $1.5 billion. Um, so- they, so they're going to pool together $1.5 billion to invest in companies together. Um, t- t- 10 days after... Yeah, so that, that so they declared the $1 billion, the $1.5 billion, 10 days after Hunter went to China as part of an official U.S. delegation. So he went with his dad as a part of an official U.S. delegation 10 days later, uh, which they were 
discussing trade and economics in the South China Sea. Anyway, 10 days later, he's got $1.5 billion in a partnership with the Bank of China. Billion. Billion with a B. Hunter does. Hunter does. Okay. So he's got no experience in anything. And this is 20... 2013 is when he gets the cash. That's when the... Um, yeah. 2013 is when most okay. of it. And is, he, is, he, is, he, is he running BHR? Or so is he involved in he's it? Run, so uh, the R is... It was Rosemont. Yeah. Okay. And so that's part of it. So he's a partnership with the Bank of China. So he's partner with essentially the Chinese government. And they. And what are they claiming to do? They're investing in companies. Investment firms. Just investments. Yeah. International investments. Okay. Um, Um, Let's see. The China. Joe Biden himself is not involved. Well, that's the thing. If there's laws against this for the spouse, there's no laws against it for the child of a politician. And so that's kind of how these things are not illegal. Um, but so, the, okay, so another thing happening simultaneously, the China Nuclear Power Company, owned by China, sold its stake to outside investors in, or to its outside investors. So it sold, it sold off to BHR as the FBI was investigating it for stealing nuclear secrets. Um, so, like, there's a, a nuclear power company... That China owned, and China sold its stakes to BHR, uh, to the the Kerry kid, the Biden kid. Okay. Uh, as so anyway, there's a company stealing nuclear secrets or being investigated for it, and so now the Biden Kerry crew is crew is invested in in this company stealing nuclear secrets. Yeah. And then there's this company called Aviation Industry Corporation of China, AVIC, which they they're a major Chinese military contractor. Um, they make like jets and stuff like that, but they've been accused of stealing military technology. They're under active investigation for stealing military technology. And uh, I got a quote here: the year before. Does everybody in China steal military secrets? I mean, or or corporate secrets? Okay. Yeah, I mean, right. I imagine that's the main industry. It <laughs> seems to be a trend. Okay, but, but yeah, the year before uh, Biden and Kerry got involved with AVIC, the Wall Street Journal reported that the aviation company had stolen technologies related to the U.S. F-35 stealth fighter and incorporated them into their own stealth fighter, the J-31. And they've also been accused of stealing U.S. drone systems and using them to produce their own. So the year before they got involved with this company, this company was accused of stealing stealth and drone technology. They probably stole the F-35 secrets and then they realized, shit, this stuff doesn't work. (laughs) We're... We're just now getting the F-35 after decades of development. Well, and that's why they invested in this other company. Well, that might be one reason they invested in this other company called Henages, which is a U.S. precision parts manufacturer. They help stabilize things like planes and cars and yeah. just anything. Now, when you say they invested, who invested in Henages? A- AVIC, uh, the aviation, the company that's being investigated. Yeah. And BHR. Both invested. So, okay. AVIC bought 51%. BHR bought 49%. Got it. Okay. Together, that gave China, literal China, uh, 76% ownership of this company in, in America because they had 50% of, of BHR and 100% of AVIC, I guess. Yeah. And so, so now this, this company that has vital technology and stabilizing jet aircraft in a, that was an American company... Doing business it's, now, it's owned by China in part because Biden's. Yeah, pitch. that's one one of the things that I think we have we have very slowly gotten our heads around is this is the idea that businesses in China operate differently than they do yeah. in America, where they're 
uh, we, American businesses operate independently of the, of the government, of the yeah. government, and in China they do not. No, they're all. They, they are like the you, government. Like you said, if, yeah. if a Chinese business owns something, then China owns something, and like, it, and that's mostly true. I mean, there may be some exceptions, but. And they, they let people have companies, and they don't always bring the thumb down. They do when they want to. But if you have something like the Bank of China, yeah. like that's a major thing. That is the government. If you look at the top ten biggest companies in the world, biggest corporations in the world, they're like the the Petroleum Bank of China, right. the, the Industrial Bank of China, you know, the, right. these massive conglomerates in China that are basically, they're state-run. Yeah. It, there's pseudo uh i forget the term pseudo free market yeah it's yeah this weird blending of capitalism and communism power yeah but um it's not it's not what it is in america so when we we our mindset in the u.s is that we we have free market and companies it's, it's capitalism so companies operate independently of the government they obviously have to follow the laws but just because uh pick a, a, a massive uh, a boeing a boeing yeah uh-huh. oh just because boeing owns something doesn't, doesn't mean, mean the government america does. owns something yeah look at ford thumb in the nose of the government yeah, and yeah. uh when that's just that's not true for other pl- pick pick a chinese company pick well, huawei or uh bank of china well that's the big damning thing about their involvement with china was just that you know they allowed chinese access where they wouldn't have had access necessarily because when the vice president's son shows up at your door, you know, it it, it gives you some stability, you know. Uh, not that he had any experience in, in international investment. And that's the thing with Ukraine. So, after Crimea was annexed, right, Obama named Joe Biden the point man in Ukraine. And so, five days um, before... So... Five days before. Why? Was, why the president was nominating the vice president to be the the point man in that situation is beyond me. But okay. He, yeah, I don't know. He, I, don't, they, I don't even know what the the vice president does. I don't know. But but Obama said Joe's gonna be my point man here. Okay. And so and their new prime minister. And so that was in February of 2014. That that happened in March. Devin Archer, the third in the company, met, meets with Joe Biden in the White House for some reason. Five days after that, Joe goes to Ukraine and comes up with a plan. To give a 1.8 billion dollar guarantee to the Ukrainian gas industry, uh, it's going to be a public-private partnership, and it's going to require international experts to to help advise them. And so Devin Archer gets named to the board of the major gas company. Uh, 1.8 billion dollars gets sent to this bank called Private Bank, which is Ukraine's largest bank, and it's owned by this guy named. Eeyore something or other. This guy Eeyore is kind of a slimy character. He's not even allowed in the United States at this time. He's so Aww, slimy. I feel yeah. bad for Eeyore. I know. I lost my tail. <laughs> so then later Hunter Biden gets named to the board like a month later. And uh, and so they start getting paid. What do they get? They get paid $166,000 a month from the gas company. Joe Biden's company does. Not Joe Biden's. Hunter Biden's company. gets paid $166,000 a month uh, from fall of 2015 until basically they make a few million dollars. I think $3 million. Man. But uh, assets are getting frozen by the British because of uh, corruption for some of the actors involved in the Ukrainian side. And 
Anyway, they start investigating the bank. They start investigating the gas company for corruption. Uh, the inspector general is just like, something's going on here. And so Joe Biden says, if you want that $1.8 billion we guaranteed, you're going to fire your inspector general. And they do. They fire him. And he says it's uh, he's too cozy with Russia or whatever he said publicly. But Biden was on stage bragging about getting the inspector general fired. And so the guy that's looking into these companies that his son are involved with, he gets that guy shit canned. Um, and so that guy's name was, yeah, I forget prosecutor general. I forget what his name was. Um, but anyway, huh. so, so later they, they go back. So, so new inspector general gets in there and he realizes like, Oh shit, like there's something going on different than the Biden stuff. And so they, they charge the, the owner of it with corruption and they shut down this bank and they go, all right. Well, the U.S. goes, oh, where's that $1.8 billion? Like, oh, it's gone. It's just gone. $1.8 billion just disappears. We've never seen it again. It didn't go to the gas industry. Uh, it's gone forever. Uh, the company that Biden's kid was working with. So, like, Biden facilitated almost $2 billion going to a Ukrainian company that was never seen again, never spent on anything, as his son was working as the advisor for that company. And... Did anything happen to his son? No, but the partner, Devin Archer, went to prison uh, in Ukraine for, let's see, 2016. He was arrested for security fraud. Uh, fraud. He was tried and convicted, but he got overturned by a federal judge. In Ukraine? Uh, well, you know, this might be Is he an US. American? He's an American, okay. but he got, I think he got in trouble in Ukraine. Because he, he kind of stayed there for a little bit. Um, but he got, he got in trouble for fraud, for securities fraud, but it got overturned. Uh, by a federal judge five months later. Um, but the other six people that were involved in the fraud, all of them stayed in prison. Yeah. But just Archer, the partner of, of Biden's kid, gets out of prison. Ah. Um, anyway, but the new, the inter- one of the interesting turns, and I, I know that was hard to follow. I just kind of rattled through my notes. Well, what is the, uh, what's the source on this? Like, where is this coming from? <sighs> there's, there's a book. Uh, a lot of this was New York post there was also um the hill i think so um was it the hill but it's all this has been one of those stories that's kind of been bubbling beneath the surface so because i mean this a lot of this is new to me it's not been major headlines yeah like someone wrote a book um like within the last year and i don't know if it was not the hill oh god damn it, i should have written down my sources yeah but like the new york post has written about it uh but they were mainly writing about the book that was written and then um the main person, John Solomon, I think is his name. Let me see that guy. I think John Solomon is one of the main researchers. Um, John Solomon, Ukraine. I mean, we're talking about two... The Hill. It is The Hill. Yeah, so thehill.com. So basically, there's there's an embezzlement of $2 billion. Yeah. And it, it's gone. Oh, and, and that guy who you that owned the ga- that used to own the bank, or used to own the gas company... And then kind of switched ownership with this other guy. Then he owned the bank when the bank got shut down. So the the 1.8 billion disappeared. The bank got shut down, and suddenly he's allowed in the United States. He wouldn't allow a visa. Now he's allowed a visa or well, whatever. So like he went from being somebody. How much does a visa cost? I don't know. It doesn't matter when you got 1.8 billion dollars. Yeah, I mean, maybe a million dollars. You know, I'm sure it costs. I won't tell on you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, like, so there's all this shit. And the, so the new inspector general, kind of, like, bringing it up to things that have been happening more recently. Uh, the new inspector general, like, when he gets in the office later, he goes, 
Wait a second. I thought I thought all this shit wrapped up because we were we were looking into the gas company. We were looking into private bank. Uh, I just assumed all that was wrapped up. That's what I was told. But I'm looking at these reports. All this stuff's still open. And uh, and he goes, man, I'd love to talk to the attorney general of the United States about these things. <laughs> and like this is something he said within I don't know last month or two. I'll check the president there. Yeah, we're, and we're, so we're refilling our. Uh... Glenfiddich 18 here. Hold on a second. Oh, I like scotch, 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 scotch. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, he's like, I want to talk to, I guess, Mar, not Namama. It's like, I want to talk to the attorney general about, uh, about these things that have been going on. Uh, he's like, if he'll talk to me, I've got lots of stuff to say. And there's something else that came out where they were saying, oh, yeah, we were approached, uh, and I don't know how true, this could be all total horseshit, but they're like, yeah, we got approached by the Obama administration asking if we had any dirt on Trump. And so that's uh, when Rudy Giuliani got on TV and he said, I'm going to Ukraine now. I got some things to look into. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I don't know if he did. Like he said, he was going to Ukraine. I wonder if he did. Uh, there's some interesting things happening over in the Ukraine. Um, something is afoot. Oh, he canceled his trip. Strange things are afoot. Oh, yeah. What do you know? K. What do you know? What can you tell us? I, oh no! I I have no info. No, I'm just kidding. I, but no, it's, I'm just enjoying the story and drinking scotch. No, but um, that's that's the thing about it. Like you know, Biden always came off as like, oh yeah, he likes to sniff hair and rub shoulders, and he says stupid stuff. Maybe he plagiarizes a speech. Maybe he does this. But you know, he's just goofy old Joe. It's fine. Um, but his son's a total fucking nightmare. And and okay, yeah, like, okay, he's smoking crack. In a rental car. As you do. As you do. Okay, he's fucking his brother's widow while he's married. As you do. And then maybe spending all the money on, I guess, crack and strippers going through a separation. Give him a break. As you do. He's going through a hard time. But, and all that, you go, all right. Like, you know, Joe Biden, when asked about him, because I think he married the the widow. Mm. And so now it's his wife. And I think... uh, they framed it in a nice way, and it could be true the way they framed it. Both of them was going going through a hard time. They found each other, yada yada. There yeah, could be truth. You to complete that. me, yeah. Okay. Little here, I get it. Um, and so all that. But once you get into like the 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 most important two billion thing, dollars. Well, the, the most important thing about both Carrie's son and Biden's son, like Devin Archer had the most experience out of the three of them, and his experience was a presidential campaign. The other two have no experience in gas. They have no experience in international trade. The deals that they got with China have never been offered to Chase, to uh, Merrill Lynch, to you know Bank of America, Bank of America, any of the biggest investors in in the United States have never gotten a deal like this one and a half billion dollar partnership with the Bank of China. Like no one gets these deals, but Biden's kid does. How much experience does he have? Zero years, and it's like okay, well. Uh, the the U.S. is going to give you almost two billion dollars for your natural gas thing, but we require that you bring in international experts. So they go, oh, we'll bring in Biden's kid and Kerry's kid. It's like, oh, good. How much time have they spent in natural gas? Zero days. Great. It's like, how much are you going to pay them? We're going to pay them one hundred and sixty six thousand dollars per month for their expertise. Sounds fair. And like, it, it, when you get all this, it's just like, okay. It sounds like the the CCR song. It ain't me. Mm-hmm. I ain't no yeah, senator, that is, son. That is a fortunate son. <laughs> and that's the thing that gets me. When you have such a fortunate son, uh, you can't... There's no way that Biden and Kerry were blind to this shit. Like, no. 
It's. Cause you, do you think that your dad would know if you were um, involved in a, in a $2 billion deal? I think if he was the vice president of the United States in charge of Ukraine and I was <laughs> making $2 billion in Ukraine, he'd probably know. <laughs> yeah. And then if he's flying to... He flew to China, right? He flew to China with with, the, with an official U.S. delegation. Yeah, yeah. And then struck a major deal with China. Well, let's see. Yeah, if I think my dad would know if I struck a deal for multiple billions with the nation of China, but yep. that'd be especially so if he was in the White House. If he was the vice president, because <laughs> uh, that'd be one of those things where you go, "Hey, Dad, I gotta tell you about this thing." But you know, they might do they might do this kind of thing where they go, "Don't tell me what you're doing." I mean, I, I don't want to know. I, you know, I, I look, I'm, I'm, I'm really stretching here. I'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt, but there might be some dynamics where, listen, if it's, if it's illegal for the spouse to do it, but it's legal for the son or daughter to do it. Anybody that's not married. That's not married. Then you go, look, I don't want to know what the fuck you're doing. Partner with Whitey Boulder's kid. You get whatever done. You got to get done. You just, you don't tell me about it, but But I find that hard to believe, but but I'm offering and. Yeah. I'm willing, like, let's accept... A plausible scenario. Let's accept that as fact, okay? okay? So let's say that Joe, Joe Biden Gif. is sitting in the White House, and his son comes in, and he goes, Dad, you know how we went to China the other day? Uh, it's like, I got this business thing. He goes, oh, don't tell me anything about it. And then, like, later, it's like, hey, Dad, you know how you're going to give, like, a billion and a half to Ukraine? Well, I did this business with him. Like, oh, don't tell me about it. As the vice president and the next in line to be president of the country, I don't find that to be an appropriate response. <laughs> uh, putting your head in the sand? I mean, it's like, I'm, wait, it has to do with China? La, 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 la. Like, pl- a plausible deniability. Yes, legally plausible deniability, fine. <laughs> I, as far as leader of the free, or not even the free world, leader of the United States. Yeah, it's, it's just not a good response. Even if it's actually what happened, you're disqualified. <laughs> there's uh, there's you know, 37,000 other people running for the nomination right now. Like, Biden needs to step down. Yeah, he's the front runner. I, at the moment, but somebody's going to get... Like, one of these people are, is, is going to get desperate, and they're going to go after him for, for this kind of shit. I mean, his son's smoking crack and all this yeah. other stuff. They're gonna, no, one's, no one's throwing any hard hits yet at any of them. Like, Pete Buttigieg... Like Bo- Jedge is not his son is not smoking crack. Does he? He has a son. He does not. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, that man is as clean cut as it gets so far. But no one has thrown any punches yet. No one's Listen, thrown any punches. Don't talk shit about Booty Jedge. I, I prefer Booty Judge. Okay, Booty Judge. Um, yeah. Listen, the, the, he he's gonna he's gonna go far. I th- I do uh, think he, he's he gonna will, go far. He will not he will not beat Trump. Um, I'm not sure he's going to even get the nomination. I don't know if he'll get the nomination, but I think he's, he's if everything goes well, I he's think got he a can. future. Oh yeah, I mean he's good. He's good. Like he can engage the Bernie people. He like he essentially has Bernie's policies, uh, but he's like he's charming and attractive and young, and he fought in war, you know. Yeah. So it's like he's a veteran and like he he can. Oh, he he's can, a he's a he's a Navy veteran. Oh, he's in the Navy. Yeah. Oh, that's where he. That's. Uh, I don't think he fought in a war. I mean, he said consider- he was a veteran of. Well, we, well we, we, we've been in a, we've been in a, we've been in a war for two decades now. Yeah, I mean, shit. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, okay, so he's a yeah. Navy man. I, so- I'm a I, I'm a veteran of wars. Okay, so you were also a booty judge. Yeah. Well, that, you know, the Simpsons. Uh, we were talking about uh, you know going to the whorehouses and everything. But you remember the Simpsons when uh, 
The old. I'm the, sorry. He, he he did deploy to Afghanistan for seven months. So. Boom. Um, you guys hater. talk shit about people that, that deployed to Afghanistan. So. Active duty veteran bitch. Well, not active duty anymore, but <laughs> duty. Yep, there it is. Okay, but you know the Simpsons uh, when they gave the massive pile of porno mags to the the captain. Yeah, I go, this will keep my mates from turning to homosexuality for at least 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying maybe it's, the Navy turned Pete gay. It's not, it's not, um, there's no science behind that, but you can't disprove it. Sounds like science. Um, what is the saying? Uh, uh, 100 men get underway and 50 couples return. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, hey, listen, um, it's another stereotype stereotypes not good hey there's um, nothing wrong with that stereotype and i don't appreciate you saying it's not good that's that it's it's not that uh it's not the being of the gay is not good it's uh the stereotype that all sailors are gay is not it's not a good no, one. no 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 what the stere it's not the science behind it is that there's no sci- there is no science you're on a ship no i'm sorry if you're in the navy mm-hmm on a boat. Yep. There's the ship. On a boat. Like I said, ship. legally required to be gay, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's fine. Well, it's now now you're getting into a legal versus scientific debate. It's science and law. No, there's no such thing. As, it's scientific law. It's that's not the same as legal. It's a law. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have devolved. Yeah. Uh, okay. We're getting out of here. Yep, so thank you for sitting through all my stuttering through Biden and all that shit. Uh, do you want to tell them who's uh, coming up in a couple of days? Yeah, so um, we've got... Uh, Somebody. We've got... Um, we're talking China, so, right? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk uh, China. We're going to talk uh, how uh, we are not ready for a war with China. So um, uh, there was an, an interesting article recently on the website called G-Captain, which is a uh, popular maritime website for merchant mariners and things it's not just navy stuff but it's like the maritime community the letter g or g-e-e uh letter g so g just captain. G captain and uh um, true g yeah this is this is an og so this is um salvatore uh, oh yeah that's right this, Cogliano. Not, i'm sorry i if i mispronounced that name and uh, it's not commander salamander it's just someone else named sal yeah we're, we're gonna yeah we're gonna get to the bottom of that this is a salamander at uh, ambush it is um, fact we're, we're pretty sure pretty sure it's we, fact we, we're gonna um, unmask uh, sal here we've just learned his secret identity and y'all are welcome uh so he's um associate professor of history at campbell university um he is uh, heavily involved as he has a, a ton of experience in the uh, merchant marine um community and um he is going to talk about what it would take for us to uh, wage, to be ready, not, not to wage a war, to, to be ready for a war with China uh, in terms of logistics. So um, to be ready it, for war on the, on, on the, the water. Yeah. Cause it, the, the Pacific is a naval theater of war yeah. and uh, it's on, it's, it's, it's a long way away from home. It's, it's in, it's, it's, it's in a way game and to get all of the, um, the metal and the people um, that you know the the bullets and beans uh, over over to the Pacific. Um, it's going to require a lot of uh, military sea lift. And I think ramen might be the solution to this. Yeah, maybe. 
Maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah, oh, it's light. It's a uh, calorie dense. It doubles as a life raft. Temporarily. Yeah, eat it. Yeah, I mean, um, and then you're still hungry. <laughs> well, not for a little bit. So uh, you know, so um, so tune we, in. We'll... Th- yeah, this is this is going to be interesting because there's. Um, you know he's gonna. We're gonna talk about uh, you know the state of the merchant marine and um, sea lift issues, and uh, he's also gonna be able to give us a perspective on uh, the navy and uh, from the the merchant marine perspective on what's going on with the navy, which I always find interesting because we, the United States Navy, the greatest navy that the world has ever seen, <laughs> okay, trademark, <laughs> uh, tend to look at ourselves a certain way, and I always like to get outside opinions of that, so. That's and I have no idea what merchant marines are to be honest. So I, I'm I'm gonna try not to just go into it and be like, and what do you do? But yeah, no, I really, really don't actually know. Th- this is gonna be a guy that has much more experience on the water than I do, and and frankly, more experience on the water than most people in the navy hmm. altogether. Um, you know, he's a he's a, a master yeah. uh, of a merchant vessel, so. Um, so this is going to be it's going to be interesting and, and it's a different perspective for it. so the we in the navy and the military tend to have a um a military perspective on war preparing for war um the the article that uh he he helped uh so he he was involved in editing a recent article that was basically saying you know to to the navy saying admiral I am not ready for war right. and it was about the merchant marine the military sea lift and what needs to happen to be ready for war? Because it's it's sometimes it's called the fourth arm of the military. Um, hmm. And if you if you're gonna prepare for that kind of war, then you need to have military sea lift. All right. Well, so. Mister uh, Mister Sal, who's not a salamander, maybe um, forgive me because I'm gonna ask you to tell me about the Merchant Marines very early in our conversation. That'll yeah, be good. Yeah. All right, well, until then, please rate and review us. Give us five stars. If you can give us less than that, then just shut up. But give us five stars, subscribe, iTunes, everything else. I remembered finally the thing I've been waiting to hear back on. It's iHeartRadio. They take forever. They say 14 business days. Not even 14 days. Everybody else is like 48 hours. But anyway, we're not on iHeart yet, but we will be soon. But Stitcher, iTunes, Mm -hmm. uh, SoundCloud, I don't know, lots of things. Give them the business. Give them the business and give us the five stars. Yeah. All All right. right. Uh, Until next time, uh, keep it salty. Salty.